Time does pass. Evelyn, you are dead asleep, and suddenly you hear... Is that and my ringtone? Yeah, you blearily open your eyes, and your phone on, uh, I'm going to guess, like your, uh, you know, bedside nightstand, it's ringing. Uh, no, no emails after 8 p.m. Uh. Oh, God. Why didn't I set it to silent? Ugh. Office hours are over. <laughs> okay, she'll answer. You pick up the phone, blear it like the glare from the phone just eating into your <laughs> eyes that were sleeping a moment ago. It is 3.21 in the morning. God. All right. <laughs> and the person who's calling uh, is your friend Adelaide from the university. Oh, jeez. Well, in that case, I will definitely answer. That probably wakes me up pretty quickly. Yeah, so you answer, um, and you hear her voice on the other end of the line. Evelyn! Hi, Evelyn, are you there? Listen, something, something's going on at the university! What? Addy, whoa, slow down. Like, right now? Yes, it, it just happened a little while ago. Somebody broke into Dr. Fisher's office! What? What? What are you doing there? Listen, I... I was doing um, some overnight uh, work for Dr. Fisher. He needed me to take care of some papers, and I... All right, all right, N never mind. Have you called campus security? Yeah, yeah, they're already here, but listen, I I thought I should call you and let you know. Uh, okay, uh, are you hurt? Is everyone okay? Yeah, I I'm fine, but listen, his office, it looks as though somebody tore it apart like there was a wild animal in there or something. Okay, have you called him? Does he know? Uh, yeah, he's on his way, too. Okay, um, all right. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, hold tight. Go. Okay. There's some iced coffee in the fridge. Uh, help yourself. Okay. I'll be there soon. Okay, thanks. All right, all right. Thank you. And so with that, she hangs up. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, Evelyn is going to get up, and uh, she's going to do something that she has never really done, which is um, just put on street clothes, grab a mm -hmm. coffee out of the fridge, and fly out of costume from her house to the okay. university. Just the baggiest sweatpants imaginable. Yeah, it's three in the morning. Also, like, she doesn't, yeah, she's gonna try and be incognito, like, you know, land far enough outside of the building that no one sees her, try and land in a dark area, but like, she's not getting oh, yeah. in costume for this. Anyways. Like, uh, campus is large enough that you know a spot off the side where there aren't any security cameras. You touch down and like, this wooded area that's kind of like, uh, you know, a walk-through garden that's on campus and stuff. Mm. And There's so... this art installation that's surrounded by hedges that's been there forever. Nobody really knows <laughs> what it's about anymore, but it's, you know, a useful hiding spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you land down next to this and uh, yeah, head out and quickly make your way over. Because even though it's the closest place you can get to the location without being seen on camera, it's still like a 20-minute walk on foot. That's fine. I don't want to be there suspiciously fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you head over, and, um, outside the building, you do see campus security, uh, are, like, they're there. They're, um, they've got notepads out, and they're writing some things down and stuff, and, uh, yeah, outside, you actually see Adelaide. Um, she's taking you up on that iced coffee, and she's talking to security and pointing at the building and stuff. Okay, I'm gonna walk up um, and have my like campus ID card ready in case the security guard stops me. But I'm gonna walk right up to Adelaide and like, okay, you know, hey, and she I'm... sees you. Oh, Evelyn! And she runs forward and she actually like uh, gives you a big, big hug. 
She looks Ooh. very relieved to see you. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Okay, um, yeah, I, I wasn't there myself when it happened, but, um, look, it was, uh, it was maybe like a couple minutes before I called you. Basically, um, I was, uh, in the lab doing some work. Um, I basically, uh, wrote up a bunch of documents and I went up to Dr. Fisher's office to, uh, slip them, uh, like, you know, into his cubby so we can take a look the next morning. But when I was going to his office, like... I saw that a security camera that was looking down the hall looked like it had been ripped off the wall and chewed up. And I ran oh. to the office and somebody had broken into the place. Like the door was half off its hinges and the doorknob looked like it had been like chewed off or something. Chewed off? Like as though he, somebody had taken a bear up there and it had ripped the doorknob off with its teeth. I, okay. Um, that's insane uh have we checked uh, the live experiments that they're all accounted for <laughs> yeah let me notify animal control um okay I don't think uh, most animals can bite through a door though listen um you go sit down go to the lounge take a uh, seat i'll deal with the security okay okay uh, i think dr fisher's on his way he's gonna be here soon too okay and great. also security um like they're looking into this i think they're talking about calling the police soon as well. Uh, sure. That makes sense. Um, look, I'll be with you in the lounge in a minute. Oh, okay, thanks. And yeah, she takes her coffee and uh, heads off to the lounge. Okay, I'm gonna just walk directly into the building, um, and like flash my campus ID at the security. Like, hey, my name's Evelyn. Yeah. I'm a postdoc in, in Dr. Fisher's lab. Uh, I... Someone needs to get into that office uh, as soon as possible. I know it's a potential crime scene, but there's some really delicate equipment in there, and I have to know if it's been damaged. All right. Yeah, one of the security guards there, uh, he sort of nods saying, this in. okay, um, I I mean, we have to keep this intact. Police are on their way to take a look. Um, I'll go with you just to make sure yeah. that, you know, nothing's tampered with, but uh, yeah, fine. you can go up there. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. And so with that, uh, the two of you uh, head up and uh, go up the stairs down the hallway. Like she said, it looks like the security cameras in both directions, like, that could point down this hallway. They have been ripped off the wall, like drywall dust is all over the floor, and it looks as though uh, basically something with uh, impossibly strong teeth has just chewed into this thing, leaving behind razor-sharp indentations, and both of these cameras are wrecked. Okay. If there's dust all over the floor. Is there footprints? Mm. Um, actually, you take a look. You see the rough patterns of feet, or like it looks like the shape of a shoe, but there's no like patterns indicating foot, like as though somebody was wearing like a pair of slippers or socks or something. Ah, uh, they okay. got flat feet. Um, I'm gonna turn to the security guard. Uh, as we're walking down, hey, um, so. These cameras got kind of messed up. What about all the uh, other cameras in the building? Uh, I, th I think we got a bit of damage down, like, one of the hallways leading up. Like, we got an idea where the point of entry was, but basically, whoever this is, they were uh, trying to hide their trail as much as they could. Okay. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. And so with that, the two of you head up to the office, and... Turn off the door. Uh, looks as though it's partially off one of its hinges. The doorknob has been ripped out and chewed to shit. Okay, Evelyn's gonna take her phone out and snap a couple pictures, uh -huh. um, and then she's also gonna go into the office and just like take a look around. Sure. 
Um, the drawers have been opened up without uh, somebody closing them back up. There are papers all over the floors, um, and it looks like the uh, it looks like the desk drawer has been busted open as well. This one hasn't been chewed open. It looks as though somebody forced it open, as if with like um, a screwdriver, and just like wrenched it until the lock broke. Hmm. Is there anything left in there? Take a look. Um, there are uh, like the basic sort of paraphernalia that a professor would have, like you know, uh, pencils, pens, um, maybe you know, so a couple of papers that are in there, a couple folders, but uh, not much else. Hmm. Okay. Oh, they stole the whiskey right out of the drawer. God damn it! <laughs> um, no one, no human could carry all of that booze. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I mean, I given see... Fisher's description, that is obviously just a pound of weed he's got in there. <laughs> um, I will say that there, um, <laughs> um, there is actually a bottle of uh, cognac as well as a couple of pre-rolled joints that are in there as well, and a lighter. But the, uh, they are all untouched. Is weed legal in Pacific City? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will then leave those unilaterally deciding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So. Does Evelyn know, like, does she have any idea of, like, any kind of specifically valuable documents that would have been kept in, in this office? Um, he would keep a number of papers relating to, um, you know, current ongoing experiments and theses in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But in oh, order to God, figure the out, rush like, of grad students that are like, no, my thesis, please tell me it's all right. Yeah, in order to figure uh, out which one's missing, it, it might take a while to sift through Yeah, them. um... When you think about the stampede of panicking students that are going to be searching through this place, uh, for the first time tonight, you are glad that you came this early. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. And Evelyn's just, like, running this through her head. She doesn't have time to, like, look through everything before Dr. Fisher gets here and before the cops get here. Like, it might actually be easier and less of a hassle if she just lets Dr. Fisher, like, figure this out and then get back to her and let her know what is missing. But she can figure out a way to, like, ask that tactfully. And speaking of that, uh, you hear footsteps coming up down the hallway. And after about, yeah, like, listening, uh, you hear him talking to somebody. And one of the security officers comes in escorting Dr. Fisher himself. Uh, his eyes are wide. And when he sees you, Evelyn, he just... <sighs> Evelyn, you you heard about what was going on, and he's just okay. looking around the office, just taking in the destruction that's occurred. Yeah, this is crazy, right? Uh, Addie called <sighs> me. She was uh, in the lab, and she, she was. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah, you've seen her, I, but uh, yeah, was, yeah. I I spoke to yeah. her in the lounge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm glad she's okay. I just, I need to take a look around, figure out, and uh, without taking a look at the uh, papers scattered on the ground, without yeah anything. He goes around to the back of the desk and looks at the open drawer and looks in and he begins rummaging through it, like as though looking for something very specific. Well, and the, the searching goes on for about a minute. Then he just, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And he's like pulling the folders and stuff out. Like he takes the cognac out, puts the joints on the desk and just, he like, goes as far as he can to take the drawer out without removing it from the desk entirely, just as if he's trying to look for something and needs to be 100% certain. Hmm. No, 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 no. Ow! And yeah, like, he is more agitated than you ever seen him as he begins, like, looking uh, around the desk, going on his hands and knees, like, looking underneath and stuff like that. 
Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what, what are you looking for? Uh, he, oh, whoever broke in, they took something. They, oh. uh, it's, 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 it's something I, I need really, really badly. It's, um... Well, the joints are right on the table over there, my man. <laughs> Look, um... And he looks at you. I had a flash drive in here containing a whole bunch of really important information relating to uh, the uh, uh, the experiments that we've been doing in the lab. Oh, God. And it's not here, and I think that whoever it is that broke in here, they took it. And But it, that's just data. Oh, what, what could they do with it? Something... <laughs> Look, there are, you know that I, this is really important work. Uh, basically, if I don't get this thing back, then some, a bunch of people who uh, have been basically giving me, they've been giving me funding for this experiment. They're going to be really, really upset with me. Huh. Do you think whoever did this, did this for like academic political reasons? I, I. It's it's really complicated. Just uh, look, I, I need to make a phone call. Just just a moment, please. And he okay. uh, like takes his phone out of his pocket and steps outside and begins dialing a number. All right, Evelyn just like like sc- puts her hand on her forehead like fucking academics and mm-hmm. <laughs> take opens up the bottle of cognac and pours herself uh, a glass, pulling a glass out of the drawer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. He he's standing nearby. He sees you doing that, but. It really says something that he notices you doing this, and he uh, says nothing at all. He's oh, just focused on the phone right now. Don't worry, I'm going to pour you one, too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so he heads a bit further down the hall as he makes the call. You have your glass ready, pour him one, and you take it for yourself and quickly down uh, it. Huh, yeah, I'm going to try and listen in, um, see if I can get any more intel on this. Okay, do you have anything you'd like to roll for this? Um, hmm... Yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, investigation. That's maybe okay. more uh, like a passive. I'll say that definitely applies in this case. Okay. All right, that's a five. So success, but minor twist. Okay. So you uh kind of surreptitiously like uh, take the other glass in your hand. Like you're thinking if he catches you, maybe you got an excuse to be going after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of head towards the doorway and. Try to listen in. He's a bit further down the hall, like, and his voice sounds hushed, as if he's trying not to be heard by anybody else. Like, hey, uh, it, it's me. Look, um, somebody broke into my office, and uh, some really important files. It's related to, look, it's related to the thing I've been working on for you. Yeah, they look the blueprints. They've, they've got the plans for it now. Yeah, I. I don't, I don't know who... I have an idea of who it might be. I mean, he kind of disappeared a little while ago. I don't know where he is, but he... Look, he might be dangerous. Uh, pro- probably pissed off. Look, I'm saying that... Look, you need to get some people out there, and you need to start looking for him. Look, we can't... Yes, I know it's... Yes, I know, I know. Look, I just... And as he's saying this, I'm going to say that... Minor twist is going to kick in, and a couple of police officers uh, come up the stairs at this point, like, with the clear, you know, the coats, the uniform, the badges for uh, the PCPD. And uh, if you um, if you were Carson on, you would recognize one of these men, actually, as Detective Iverson, uh, his, uh, his sort of helper on the inside. But 
The guy at the front, sort of like this uh, broadly built guy with a mustache on his upper lip, sort of like um, the, like, uh, the flat top cut of like super, super short on the sides and sort of like just this perfectly horizontal cut on the top. Uh, yeah, he basically says to everybody, um, PCPD, this is now an active crime scene. We're going to need all uh, civilians and other folks to uh, leave the leave the premises immediately. Okay. And yeah, and so other guys come up and they've got rolls of yellow police tape with them. That actually works perfectly for me because it's basically an excuse for me to just walk right up to Doctor Fisher <laughs> and like you know kind of take him by the arm and like come on, we let's go, let's go, let's go to the lounge. And yeah, and he says I, I got to call you back, and he hangs up, and so. Yeah, and um, then, yeah, uh, the fellow who was Iverson, or who is Iverson, stops him and just says, uh, Sir, we understand this is your office. If you could hang around, we need to ask you some questions about things. And so, yeah, yeah sure, sure. And so, yeah, uh, you and Fisher, Evelyn, uh, begin heading downstairs. Okay, uh, when we're out of the earshot of the cops, but before we get to the lounge, Evelyn's going to turn to Dr. Fisher and hand him the glass. Um, he ta- Yeah, he takes it. Hey, uh, yeah. Listen, uh, you don't think this would happen to be connected to whatever the hell's going on with Dr. Thresher, do you? And he kind of looks at you. You mean his disappearance? You think he's he's here? Oh, I, I never said anything about that. I just, uh, don't you think it's kind of weird? One of our major collaborators disappears without a trace, and then a few days later, somebody breaks into your office... I'm not saying that he did it or that these things are even related, but it kind of sounds like there's some sort of large-scale sabotage going on. I mean, obviously there is, but maybe it's bigger than we think. Uh, I I can't say. Um, it's too soon to say anything right now, but it's just one thing after another. Uh, uh-huh. Can I ask who you were talking to back there? Uh, one of the people that's been fun... I mentioned that there are some folks who are really interested in this experiment... One of the investors. Uh, basically, if I don't get these, I don't get the yeah, okay. data. Listen, Doctor Fisher, I-, I know that you're trying to be tactful, and there's a lot of politics going on. But this is my work too, right? I think I deserve to know what's going on. And he just takes a deep breath, not looking directly at you. Like you can tell that whatever's going on is eating him up. You're right? It's politics. It's really complicated. And Evelyn, honestly, I with. What happened to you, like, in that accident a while back? I don't want to make this any more complicated for you than it already is, believe me. Well, I'm look, already here, and it's more complicated than I'd like it to be, so... You look, know, I, I'm, I'm not asking you, because I'm, I'm not just trying to pry. We could help each other. Some There's some weird stuff going on. Like, a prominent scientist disappears in transit between major airports, and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. I... I this could have been ugly, you know, if Adelaide had been going up to your office at the same time, or if you had been here working late, like, uh, yeah, they already gotten hurt. Okay. Like we, I know we to, yeah. And to work yeah, he looks together. at, he looks at you directly at this. I know somebody could have been gotten hurt tonight. This is, this is fucking insane. All right. I, and he's just, look, honestly, Evelyn, I appreciate that you want to help and the police are going to do everything they can, but honestly, maybe, until I find this flash, until I find this drive, until we get these plans back, I don't know what else we can do regarding these experiments, experiments and stuff. Honestly, feel free to take the next couple days off. 
Uh, I know that this is affecting all of us. And I really wish it wasn't. And I know that this is really unfair to a lot of us working here. And I, I really want things to go back to the way they were before. I really, I really do. Yeah. But um, okay, with I, what happened here tonight, I need to make sure that people stay safe. Adelaide and you and me. And I, I understand I that you think the best way to keep us safe is to keep us in the dark. But um, all right. Any, anyways, if you uh, if you decide that you do want to let me in on what's going on, you have my cell number. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go back up and, and chat with the cops for a second, and I'll, I'll I'll see you in a few days. Okay. Okay. Stay safe. And all right. So yeah, then you head up to where the cops are at the crime scene, mm -hmm. and. Nearby, like, uh, Iverson is, uh, standing outside the door. You don't know his name, but, uh, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, got a notepad out and is jotting down some details and stuff, care carefully pulling a, like, he's got a scrutinizing eye over everything. Inside the office, uh, you see that, uh, big cop with a mustache is looking around, sort of, like, barking out orders at a couple guys as they're, you know, taking photographs and stuff like that. Huh. Okay, um, Evelyn's just going to go up and introduce herself. The whole reason that she's here is just because she just wants to get the name of whoever's involved in the police, because she knows Carson not have some connections there. Yeah. Uh, um, hi, excuse me. Uh, my name's Evelyn. Uh, I'm, I'm a postdoc with uh, Dr. Fisher. Detective Iverson, uh, PCPD. And yeah, Iverson is the name that Carson on gave you. Okay, well, that's convenient. Uh, great. Um, I just wanted to give you my contact info personally. Um, Dr. Fisher is the, the the PI. He you know he runs the lab, but I'm kind of yeah. the the main tech in the lab. So if oh. you if you have any questions about you know the the kind of work that's actively going on, or if you need any help, or if any equipment's been damaged, um, you should call me. Interesting. Okay, uh, I will keep that in mind. Um, and so he asks you for your contact info, and I presume you give him your number. Yeah, just my regular civilian cell and my name and everything. Right. Um, okay. So, do you uh, do you believe that anybody would have a motive to come up here and get Dr. Fisher's data? Anybody connected to him that you think, uh, you know, had a vendetta against him or had a reason to go after some of his research? Honestly, I have no idea. This whole thing is insane. We're biologists, right? Mm. It's crazy. I mean, like, it, it's also weird, like, if they had broken into the lab, we've got supercomputers in there, we've got, like, really, like, a GCMS cores, like, you know, these things that are, are laced with rare earth metals, people could scrap those for tens of thousands of dollars, but they break into an office and steal some papers, it doesn't make much sense. Um, also, I just wanted to mention, uh, I think there's been a, a, a missing persons uh, claim filed, uh, you know, with your department. Um, uh -huh. for a, a, a Dr. Joseph Thresher. Uh, he's a collaborator of ours, and he was due to arrive here, um, you, you know, a, a week, couple weeks ago, and he just never showed up. Um, just thought I'd mention it. And yeah, this he's, uh, at this, Iverson's giving you a bit of a scrutinizing look, sort of eyes darting back and forth in thought. Interesting coincidences. Huh. So this fellow That's goes missing a while back. Uh, and you said a missing persons report had been filed? Um, yeah. And yeah, he's jotting down more info in his book. Like, he's, it looks like he's taking some real extensive notes. Interesting. Again, and, 
I have no idea if it's related. Um, you know, Dr. Thresher might pop up here and again, but, you know, for both of these things to happen within a couple weeks span, it's just it's a little odd. Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh. you know, uh, could I get your contact info, too? Maybe if I, uh, oh. if, if I find out anything, I'll, I'll let you know. Tell you what. Um, yeah, it's it's early in the morning. I'm sure you've had a big, big day. This is a big thing. Feel free to take some time if you remember anything else that you think might be relevant to this. Here's my number. Give me a call. Uh-huh. Okay. Great. Thanks. Okay. And, sorry, one more thing before you head out. Um, uh, one more thing! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is how Columbo I... finds out you're a superhero. <laughs> um, as... Has Dr. Fisher been acting unusually at all? Do you think that he, like, do you have any reason to suspect he knew about this sort of thing? Or do you think he's just as surprised as you are? Um, yeah, no idea. This is all kind of out of the blue for all of us. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that's everything I've got for now. Uh, yeah, thanks for your help. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And Evelyn's gonna leave. Okay. And with that, um, yeah, you head out. You go back to your apartment, I presume? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Evelyn's going to go back to her apartment, and actually, she's going to get her kit together and just, like, get all her, like, her outfit and, and pack, a like, an overnight bag, a duffel bag, and head to the base and spend the rest of the night there. Okay. Um, all right. I will say that um, as you are heading back to the base, kind of... Lost in thought, you are stin like um you're heading close to one of the secret entrances. Like you're going down the street. You stop at an intersection as you're waiting for the light to turn, and out of the corner of your eye, um, yeah, you see that a um like an electronic billboard, you know, the sort of thing that uh reads out like messages for presumably like, you know, um you know, an ongoing Yeah, exactly. Or Injury lawyers or something like that. Like, um, yeah, it's uh, flipping through between, you know, the different ads and stuff. And, um, yeah, you see um, that there it, that it flips to a new ad for, um, it says, Rest Ease Motel, uh, where, you, uh, where you can get a good night's sleep in the heart of Pacific City. And then it flips again, and it's, and this time it is a message, no ads or anything like that. And it simply says, Find the fish. Good luck, Evelyn. Wow. And then it flip and then it flips again. And this time it's an advertisement for a fast food food franchise. Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> uh, Evelyn's just gonna go into the base. <laughs> you head into the base, mind worrying. Double triple check that everything is locked on our way in. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh god. Yeah, she's gonna try and go to sleep after that. <laughs> okay. And I will say that the next morning comes around. So everybody wakes up. All of you uh, decide to do various things. But what is everybody going to do first thing in the morning? Uh, well, Gene's going to check the, the team phone, see if anything has happened mm -hmm. in the intervening hours where he's been asleep. Uh, um, and then he's going to check his uh, schedule for classes to see if he has anything today. Um. Okay. Evelyn, have you posted anything related to uh, what happened last night? No, uh, I, I don't think it even occurred to her. Uh, she's in okay. the base. She's going to tell people when they arrive. Mm. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like anything's come up on your phone, Gene. Uh, you do take a look at your schedule. You do have, um, yeah, uh, you are teaching a kid's class uh, later this afternoon, but aside from that, nothing too, too major. Well, uh, I'll, I'll make a note of the time just to make sure that I'm back before then. And, uh, uh yeah. yeah, with nothing else really to do, uh, yeah, bum around the base for a bit, see what's up. Sure. All right, so yeah, the class is at about 3.30, like after kids get out of school and stuff. Then uh, making a note of that, you head off to the base. All right, so yeah, I come in. Uh, so yeah, Gene enters and he's like, oh, hey, Nat and Evelyn? Oh yeah, she's like sitting on a couch. Her overnight bag is clearly just there. She's still in her like sweats. Is like, she still oh, sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> or... No, nah, she's probably like recently woken up. Uh. Yeah, like you expect to see... The most common people you expect to see in here would be either Cassandra or Carsonon, but mm. uh, this is a bit unusual. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Gene's gonna like look over and see and be like, uh, "Rough night." Uh, hey, Gene. Yeah. Um, bit of a weird one. Uh, I, I had some stuff happen, and I didn't really feel safe at home, so I decided to come here. Gene's gonna, like, take a couple coffees and, like, put one in front of you and be like, you wanna talk about it? Yeah, thanks. Um, you know what? Why don't I just make breakfast and I I'll tell you the whole story, uh, when everyone else is here. But, um, quick question. You know those, uh, message billboards? The, like, yeah, yeah, the electronic billboards? ones, right? Yeah, um, can we hack those? Does, does our surveillance network extend to that? I, like, you, uh, Gene, like, looks thoughtful for a second, then just turns directly to Nat and is like, uh, Nat? Um, Nat steeples their fingers for a moment, thinking about it. I suppose with a bit of work, that's possible. May I ask why? Um, good to know. Uh, hmm. Well, I think someone may have... No, somebody did do that last night, specifically to send me a message. Oh, a message? What last night? Um... And I'll just tell Gina Nat, uh, like, yeah, I was heading on my way to the base, and um, one of the billboards flashed, and it, it it said something, and it said my name, and... Um... Wait, and Nat peers at you a bit closer. Can you tell me what it said exactly? Exactly? Oh, um, well, I could tell you what it said. I, I also uh, know what it means. It was just blank text, or text on a blank background. It said, find the fish, good luck, Evelyn. Um, and I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that the fish refers to Doctor Thresher. He's a, a marine biologist, right? Um, but yes. How how did they know to hack that specific one right beside the base? Did they hack all the ones around the city and everyone saw that? That, that would be embarrassing. Um, Once again, Gene is looking very thoughtful, and then just turns. Uh, Nat, give me a moment. Uh, did you notice anything else unusual? Um. Oh God. Well. Uh, the rest of the night was pretty unusual. Um, I, the other ads on it were just regular stuff, fast food, a motel, I don't know. Um, mm. But and yeah. Yes. So Nat uh, keeps that in mind as uh, their fingers are whirring over the keyboard. Give me a few minutes. All right. And I yeah. figure it's probably a good time to call everybody else in. And uh, with that, Gene will suit up and he'll put out like a message to the group chat being like, hey, uh, we should uh, team meeting. Weird shit's happening. Uh, and then he'll clarify immediately, not weird demon shit for some reason, surprisingly. All right. So and then uh, I'm going to send a message to Kasila specifically being like, 
Uh, do you know how to ride to get to the buses from the museum, or do you want me to pick you up? Casila will will send one back. That that is basically like, um, hi, Station. I do not know how to use the buses, but do not worry. I will simply flag a car down, and I will pay them money to take me to the secret base. And and then like. <laughs> three or four texts in and those are in all caps by the way yeah like all caps to you and uh three or four texts in, you get like a, a regular um text like without caps it just says uh hi uh quotation marks mystery person um this is emma smith uh who uh casila is staying with um i can probably draft her out uh, a, a bus timetable if you want to just give me uh, an area that you, uh, and then like in quotes, quotations again, meet up. Uh, I'll just text her be like, uh, just send her on the line to the museum and uh, that'll work. But I can pick you, but uh, like, if you want to do that, that's great, but I'll pick her up. Thanks. Uh, and, and then it's going to be like, like, you know, like, yeah, sure. And then one more text comes through that's like, dot, dot, dot. Can you please get the pedokinetics autograph for me? <laughs> and it's pretty obvious that like Casila probably is like a very bad at keeping a secret from the family that she's staying with. Yeah. All right. And then Gene kicks himself for not remembering more rules. Well, it, I'll like, see what it, I can do. It, it's 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 obvious to you that like probably like she's trying to keep it a secret, but she's <laughs> very bad at it. Like, I mean, she means well. She really does, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, question, is Emma the daughter or the mother in the Smith family? The daughter. Alright. There's there's two teenagers. One's named Sebastian, one's named Emma. Yeah. Alright. All right. So yeah, Jean will get dressed, go pick Casilla up, and then bring her back, going through the museum. Um... Kosila, the very first thing she says to Seishin is, Did you know, Seishin, that in Pacific City, endless breadsticks does not actually mean endless? Ah, uh, you got caught with the old breadstick lie. Yeah. After usually 10 you baskets, kinda... they cut me off. Yeah, they, well, usually they're relying on people not eat. Wait, were you eating just the breadsticks? Why would I eat anything else? It was endless. <laughs> I brought several garbage bags, but they refused to allow me to fill them. Uh, really, yeah. truly, this is unfair. Usually people, like, order something else. Why also... would you order anything else? Endless food means there is no limit. <laughs> Gene explains the concept of an ad campaign and general assumptions made by those ad campaigns. So you are allowed to lie to everybody? Yeah, welcome to advertising. My, Honestly, what that a truly be... wonderful nation. <laughs> yeah, that should really be one of the first rules that Seishin uh, tells Casilla. Like, just rule number one, people lie. <laughs> you would think someone would do that. Just go on the internet and tell lies. So yeah, uh, as we're going over, Gene's going to be like, Hey, listen, I know you're excited to tell people, but, you know, just, just don't tell people about the secret base. Like, you know, don't, like... Try not to just constantly talk about being a member of Torch. 
for obvious reasons. Like, Do you not know. worry, Francation. I have not told anybody. I use coded phrases so that my family that I am staying with does not understand who I am truly going to. And then Sorry. she's going to give you like a thumbs up and a wink. Do you have a list of these coded phrases out of curiosity? Yes. Instead of saying that I was going to meet my friend Seishin, I told them that I was going to meet my friend, a superhero. But they don't know which superhero I am meeting. <laughs> it could be any of us. And then I told them that this superhero is able to punch with a magical key. It is a... Uh, but do not worry. I did not mention your name. So you do realize that people can figure out which person you're talking about, right? Like, I don't hide my powers. No, no, no it's okay. I did not mention those at the same time. They might think I'm talking about two completely separate superheroes. But there's two only completely like separate six superheroes. Of us. And two completely su different superheroes who punch with a man that's made out of key. Yes. But oh, I'm wait. the old, but... No way. Yeah. I... <laughs> like, I, I wait for the fucking gears to click in before it's like, oh no. The, not, not the gears, but the single hamster wheel in Kasila's mind suddenly just goes, ding! Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I will make sure that I do not mention that you have key powers. Alright, well look, just in general, you generally, like, people try and keep the whole superhero thing on the DL, because if you have people around you, it can cause problems, you know? Like, for example, you don't know my real identity, because if people knew my real identity, um, like, my, people that I know could get hurt. What is your real identity? You'll find out when I think you are ready. <laughs> Wait, should I have a superhero identity? It's a good idea, yes. I wish to be Super Lady Deathstrike. And she like looks around and she's like, Scorpion, Sword, Ballet, Breadsticks. Well, let's let's work on it. Remember, you you kind of want to keep it like fairly short, just because you know if people have to call out for you, time is of the essence and that sort of thing. Maybe just breadsticks. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work on it. But let, right now, let's get to the base. All you right. also might want something to cover up your face. Like uh, we've got a couple masks in the base. You can probably try one on, see how they fit. Ooh, are they pretty masks? We'll find out. <laughs> Because Gene honestly doesn't know what the mask face looked like ever since he got his thing. His suit. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, well, we'll figure something out. Okay. So, with that, uh, you guys go back to the base, and I'm going to say that it's a short amount of time before everybody meets up. Did you guys know that breadsticks are not unlimited? Oof. Uh, Got to learn that the hard way, huh? Yeah, she's just going to, like, what, yeah, want to every single person and, like, <laughs> just be like, Did you know? <laughs> Look, um, and I just kind of look over to Seishin, and I'm like, were you able to clear that up with her? Yeah, yeah, she knows about advertising now. It's it's all lies. All right, well, Did you um, know you are allowed to lie in this town? Mr. Mr. Medium will put his hand on Cathila's shoulder uh, and kind of look her in the eye. You've learned one of the harshest lessons. The breadsticks are one of... The greatest lies of the food industry! 
with that, like, her happy smile of looking at Mr. Medium turns into one of, like, not betrayal, but just, like, like pitying sadness. And this she, is like, the cruelness of the yeah, world Master Yeshi prepared me for. Yeah, and, and like, a, 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 if only a, I could cut away the sadness. Tears tear start to, like, like, fall down, and she, like, buries herself into Mr. Medium and is just like, I do not wish to live in this city anymore with your lies about the breadsticks. The true uh. hero understands this pain and takes it forward. Mr. Medium will get uh, weir weir weirdly into uh, this side conversation. Uh, feel free to, honestly, to, pull, to cut away. <laughs> honestly, the sooner she learns this stuff now, the easier it'll be for her to process it later. Oh, I, I don't think you guys have realized that you've basically... The gist of this conversation has been, Yes, Kasila, you can lie about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so in terms of other stuff uh, that's going on, uh, I did talk to Ty before I came back here. Uh, basically, he filled me in on a couple things. So apparently, um, yeah, Virgal, like his title was uh, Virgal the Putrid. Alright, so that kind of supports my running title thing. Uh-huh, it adds up. So uh, let's keep that in mind. But also, I talked to him a little bit because the other day, like, he said that, you know, they take uh, people who were corrupted back to, you know, their home dimension and stuff and basically add to the population. I kind of asked him to elaborate on that, and it turns out that when they bring back all the corrupted people, basically they perform this sort of mass sacrifice type ritual. They all die and their life energy goes to create an entirely new species that uh, basically populates, uh, you know, the place where they come from. So no, like, it's a lot, like, it sucks, and it's horrible, but it's better than the other thing that I was imagining. So, uh, yeah, just uh, wanted to clear it's that up. It's a pretty low bar, but it's... <laughs> yeah, that's just like a look of like, ah, jeez, like, yeah, that's grim, Christ. <laughs> so... Basically, if there are people that they've corrupted already and uh, taken aboard this uh, sh ship thing he was talking about, this Ark, then uh, yeah, like, in addition to fighting whatever de more demons might come over here, we gotta find out where this thing is and if they've got anybody aboard, because otherwise, those people are gonna, they basically have a death sentence. Alright. So, anyway, that's something else that's fun to put on the back burner, but, uh... Um, anything else that's been going on with folks? Uh, yeah, Evelyn, if, um, uh, you want to kind of take it away from here? Uh, right. I mean, uh, untold masses of people being sacrificed to weird chaos demons seems like a pretty front-burner thing to me. Um, uh -huh. I, I had some weird stuff go on last night, and I ended up spending the night at the base. Um, okay. And I just wanted to kind of fill everyone in on the details because uh, I think someone's following me and I just, in case it starts impacting anyone else. Um, and she'll basically tell the whole story. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, and, and then the billboard said, find the fish. Good luck, Evelyn. And honestly, that was the worst thing that happened that last night. Like out of everything, that freaked me out the most. Yeah. What is this? Some sort of riddle? 
Uh, well, no, I, I know what it means. I think, like, the fish may be code for Dr. Joseph Thresher. You remember I was talking about him a few days ago? He's the marine biologist that went missing at, at the airport. Okay, um, but then if someone's been following you and gave you this message, why not just say, find the Thresher? Like, yeah, why I'm, the riddle? I don't know. I One theory that I'm working on is that they couldn't just hack one billboard and they had to hack a whole bunch. And so they made it cryptic so that people who weren't me wouldn't get it. But I don't know. I don't know I what's mean, going hey, on. We're dealing with some sort of gay who's into riddles. Some yeah, I was going to say. Riddle gay. <laughs> is, is, the other, is the other theory that they just have a knack for the, the flair? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kind of person who hacks an electronic billboard specifically to send me a message about something that I know very little about. Yeah, I'd say they have a flair for the dramatic. I mean, um, if somebody did do that and hacked every billboard, like, they'd yeah. got to leave behind some sort of trace, right? Exactly. Like, and that's, then that's what I was asking you about earlier. And then a voice interrupts you all. They didn't. And Nat turns around in the swivel chair that they're sitting in uh, a look of, like their face completely impassive as if they're processing something. Oh, well, there goes that. I looked through, I took a look at the billboard you were discussing, Evelyn. There was no trace, no evidence that anything, as in there was no back door, no evidence to say who got in there, but I did see the messages that were sent, uh, the information that went across the screen. Uh, Wait, in addition... Did you see it on any other billboards? No, only that specific one. Yeah, like that at all. <sighs> oh, Jesus. They they knew that you were there at that specific time, in that yeah. place. Mm-hmm. And okay. there's, there's something else that's concerning. One advertisement, the one that they put out just before the message they sent you, the one for the Resties Motel, that motel is a privately owned business with no history whatsoever of advertisements of any kind. We got an address for this motel? Yes, and uh, Nat turns back to the computer and pulls it up on Google Maps. Is it in the city or is it out of the city? It's in the city. Okay, this has got to be a trap, right? Like, somebody's clearly trying to set us up. Yeah, I, we, I'm going to need surveillance on this place before I go in. Oh, God. Uh, look, this whole thing is ridiculous, right? I I, I want to find Dr. Thresher, not because of this weird cryptic stuff. I just want to make sure he's okay. And I guess I kind of care about the, you know, the well-being of my coworkers and everything. But no, I definitely care about that. But, you know, my boss isn't giving me any information. He clearly doesn't want any help. And until I know that it, all of this is related, uh, I'm happy to just focus on this weird demon thing we've got going on. Honestly, like, this really seems like small fish. Uh, no pun intended. Um, as this is going on, uh, Kasila, I will say that that hamster wheel of yours has kicked up again for some reason. You are thinking about the weird messages that you got a few days ago. The one where, uh, the guy on the TV, like, it repeated that loop, um, storms are coming, be careful. And then the, uh, the newspaper that flew through the air and landed on the sign to turn it from help wanted into help. And for yeah. some reason... That sounds like you're not one to really draw, you know, um, inferences between two things. But for some reason, it you're not like the type the... to form a thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casila yeah. will like be like happily like like 
she's she's like trying this thing and she's spending a lot of effort to keep her, her legs in the air you know mm. to like she's she's like this is really tough this is really hard wait a minute did you just say voices <laughs> and, then and like, yeah at that point <laughs> the hamster wheel starts turning and yeah. it's not oh. often that it it happens rarely enough that when it does happen Casila, you pay attention to it. oh i know these voices they asked me for help several days ago yes they asked me, they said, help. Yes, I think that's what they said. Wait, yeah, I remember this. You were telling this about this. Okay, I owe you an apology. I completely thought that you were, like, mistaken for something else. Wait, no, but it's okay. People have said I am insane before. Have you been seeing <laughs> messages on billboards and nobody told me? No, well, it, uh, it wasn't billboards. It was more like, uh, like, I don't know, stuff trying to talk to her, if that makes sense. It really does not. To be fair, to be fair. We also did not know that they were sending you messages until this morning. Yeah, okay. That's, yes. Sorry. All right. So, I'm just a little frazzled. Also, I did so, bring this up to everybody. Yeah, Kasila. So the first ones that you said happened when, um, you said that the bus was, like, weirdly specific when it came to dropping you off? Yes. They, they brought me to a special place. Not my normal bus location. I have huh. asked my bus driver why he does not take me there anymore. But he says but, it does not exist. Okay, but it's the bus when it was pulling up, it said it was going to George's house. Like Yes. That, that's not a place that buses go. That's in like that is too specific. You understand? Yes, unfortunately. I, unfortunately, yes. But then it said get off here and that never comes up on any bus. Like that no. was aimed at you. Yes. Then after that, the TV uh, signals like repeating the loop. That is, again is something hackable, but the newspaper going over the sign—that is—that's impossible. Uh, I love the idea that Casilla is having like a disco Elysium moment where her brain is like <laughs> desperately trying to tell her something, and she's like yeah, trying just... to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. rolling okay. those two d sixes, hoping for a twelve every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, and as soon as it gets there, like. It's like, oh my god, we finally breadsticks. Cannot <laughs> yeah. believe the breadsticks. Okay, and hold on. Her, Sorry, and I her, feel like, like, I feel like we're all kind of going crazy here. Like, okay, signs, bus things are being hacked, trying to give us messages. I don't think we should read into things too much other than that. Like, those we can kind of explain. A newspaper covering a sign in a particular way, that might just be a coincidence. Like, we, we have to be reasonable about this. We can't take it too far, right? Like, I mean, I it would have... be the weirdest thing that's happened. Uh, just... Sounds like some magic mumbo-jumbo to me. Maybe. I don't know. I just want this to be simple for the sake of my own sanity. Um, oh, um, also, uh, Karsnan, before I forget, I got the yeah. name of the detective who was in charge of this case, uh, in case you have a connection or whatever. Again, I don't think we should devote too many resources to this, but in case it comes up, um, here's his phone number. Is He takes a look. You met Detective Iverson? Uh... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Huh. Front of yours? Wow. Okay, well, uh, small world, but look, uh, I've interacted with him a number of times, but I, I, my gut is telling me that of the cops on the force, he's one of the ones that actually cares. And, like, you know, he's a pretty shrewd guy. He's clever. He knows not to play his hand. But, um, yeah, like, uh, he kind of reminds me of me in a good way. So... I know that, you know, of the people that we can rely on, 
I feel like we can for him to a limited degree without, you know, putting him in danger or anything like that. So just hey, keep him sorry. in mind. Hey, wait a second. Why did someone break into a professor's office? Yeah, like I told you, I don't really know. Uh, they stole a flash drive, I think, that had some kind of experimental data on it. But I don't, you know, Dr. Fisher wasn't forthcoming about what that could be. Uh, he seemed upset because of, you know, his responsibilities to our funders. Um, but aside from that, I kind of got nothing. Uh, I do remember, uh, out of character, I do remember him when you were listening into the phone conversation. He mentioned something about blueprints. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some, some, something about experiments, something about blueprints. I don't know. I mean, I can go back to the university and try and reconstruct what's happened. He technically gave us the day off, but... Uh, Sounds could... like your boss might need a bit of a talking to of your... Well, that, yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. I tried to talk him into it, uh, you know, letting me help last night, but he wasn't hearing it. Um, maybe he's calmed down a little bit. Again... Hey, um, guys? And Carsonon is standing over by the magical device that, you know, does you know, track signatures and everything. Mm -hmm. I just decided to take a look at this thing and just, you know, just wanted to check something. At the location, like the motel, I'm getting a magical signature there. How big? Uh, again, this thing doesn't measure size or power levels or anything like that. Oh, how uh, many? Uh, probably. I'm getting a single blip. Huh. Okay, yeah, this is definitely a trap. <laughs> okay, you... but by who? Like... Someone that would know your secret identity and has that level of magical power? Like, not even the wizard we know has the, both of those pieces of information. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to roll uh, magical lore. Uh, I, I don't think Mr. Medium can roll that. Joe. Oh, yeah. You know what? Mr. Medium has no fucking idea. <laughs> He's dumb as hell. Yeah. For, I forgot. Only Brandon has magical lore. Uh, okay. Well, if it's a magic user, maybe... God, I don't know. You know I mean, what? Actually, if it's that... magic between you, me, and Kasila, we might be able to handle it. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit longer, this is a person who has is a magic user. They have all of this weird power that they're choosing to use in this indirect way. They're giving us hints about hints. I feel like, what? like if they just wanted to do something, why be this elaborate? Like, what? What the hell? Like this? Why are they fucking with us? I, I've changed my mind. I'm going there. I'm going Honestly, to confront this wizard. I'm going to punch them in the mouth. I, yeah, like, I don't give a shit. I, I'm going to take one of the tasers. <laughs> Mr. Medium, like, rolls the shoulder, like, that's what I like to hear. I go also like the cages. I, Let I, us go fight people. Too many questions. Not fighting. I, I just want answers. Okay. Let us go answer people with fighting. <laughs> no. Hold on, Casilla. Fighting is a last resort. Okay. We talk first, we avoid fighting, but if it looks like fighting is the only option, that's when we defend ourselves. Okay? okay. Yeah. Or others. You, you will talk to them and distract them, and then I will sneak up behind and defend myself. No, Kasila. And you know what? Kasila's yeah, behind the wizard with like a folding Page chair, turn. and we're, we're doing like the, the like, mm -mm -mm motion. It might not be yeah. a bad idea to have a couple yeah, people outside. It might not Kasila? be a bad idea to have a couple people outside in case things go south, you know? So, Kasila, that's actually not a terrible suggestion. Maybe you and, and Karsanon could wait outside and, and okay. uh, Epimethea, because I don't know if you could fit through the door, and the rest of us could go in. Um, you know, yeah, it's good to have backup. Yeah, 
Asila, Carson puts a hand on your shoulder and he's looking at you like dead serious. Asila, like, I know that you are eager to prove yourself, but this could be a situation where if it turns to violence, things could go badly and maybe somebody could get hurt and we don't want that. When In the situation, let the others do the talking. If we go into a situation where it looks like violence is the only answer, I will tell you that now is the time where we have to defend ourselves. Until that happens, just stand back with me, and we will watch and we will wait. Okay? Uh, Epimethia will pipe in. Uh, it's important to note that we also defend others. Okay, yes. Okay. All right. And, All right. and again, we don't have to do this now. I'm guessing whoever, whatever this is, isn't going anywhere. Like, we've got people who are going to get shipped off to an alternate dimension and murdered. Like... Well, who's got, uh, how do we get in contact with the Magi Foundation? We can try and see if uh, we can do that thing we talked about yesterday. Yeah, um, I was thinking we just go there and uh, go to the front desk. I mean, the I'm Magi... I'm tired of the chanting of the chit-chat and the, should we do this? Let's get out there and deal with this evil hotel! <laughs> Alright, Okay. Um, if I may, perhaps while we are going to investigate uh, this uh, motel, uh, Control can contact the Magi Foundation on our behalf and uh, inquire about getting additional information. Oh, I like that. That's very official. That sounds like a reasonable idea. And right. at the same okay. time, uh, Control can also monitor the city for movements of large numbers of magical beings. Uh, Noted. So that, so that if another demonic attack or uh, is going on, we are able to respond to that quickly. Alright, Ned, you can set up the little play date, but the rest of us have gotta go take care of the business! Alright, is there anything specific that you would like me to say in the message? Uh, location, approximate numbers, and, uh, yeah, anything that's not more than, I'd say, ten? Probably is, uh, something we can let slip. I, I, I believe Nat meant the message to the Magi Foundation. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Um, just, yeah. Like, you know, we just, like, we haven't managed to dig up any leads. We were wondering if maybe you guys had any information that you could share with us so that we could help each other out. Just set up a meeting! I'm getting antsy! I'm getting angry! <laughs> Mr. Medium has begun pacing. <laughs> All right. I'm tired of ducking in circles! Just a moment. And so Nat turns back to the computer. They begin typing, and then they pause. Um, something has come up. Uh, I'm getting reports of, uh... Yes, it seems as though police have information relating to a suspect that they're currently investigating. They're going to the motel. Oh, God. Uh, Mr. Well, Mr. Medium isn't even looking. He is gone. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going after him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Carson, come on, we gotta get, we, it, like, he's pulled on the helmet. We gotta beat the police there. And so, yeah, with that, he begins uh, running towards the tunnel. Forget the prison. police, we gotta beat Mr. Medium. <laughs> <laughs> ah, All I right. see you have arrived. Oh, God! police car. <laughs> hey, it's no, the guy just... from the car commercial. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> Any chance of peace and diplomacy is about to be put into a figure four eight lock. <laughs> okay. 
So, uh, with that, everybody uh, heads out. Go, you all go to a nearby tunnel entrance, and you begin rushing to the scene. Like, um, Nat keeps you updated on the positions of the police. It looks like it'll be a couple minutes before they get to the hotel, the motel, but you guys, if you push yourselves, you'll be able to get there with a couple minutes to spare. Hmm. And so, soon enough, you arrive outside. Um, yeah, t Nat tells you the police are maybe uh, five to six-ish minutes away. But um, it seems to be a relatively nondescript sort of place. There's a sign saying rest ease outside. Uh, it seems to be like a you know, two-story motel with a parking lot, sort of like the stairs that go uh, up around the inside of the horseshoe shape of the building, balcony that goes around, you know, to the individual rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, very standard sort of, you know, motel. All right. Okay, uh, okay well, we don't have time. Let's hope our fucking magic friend is going to be open to just telling us which room they're in, because I don't feel like knocking. Yeah. Um. I, so, when we, like, all arrive there, uh, Evelyn's going to, like, fly up behind Mr. Medium and, like, put her hand on his shoulder and is like, hey, buddy, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but um, this is kind of my problem, so do you mind if I make the first move? <sighs> Mr. Medium uh, crosses his arms and goes and, sit and stands by the wall and I'm giving you Five minutes! Look, he tries doing something funny, we'll let you take first crack at him, alright? But yeah, let's let Pelicanetic do her thing. Okay, um, so I'm just gonna go in the front door of the motel. Okay. Is there anyone there? Anyone yeah, in the line? There's a, yeah, there's an older woman behind the front desk. Uh, she's uh, sitting down reading a newspaper. Okay, Evelyn's like in full superhero gear, but she's just gonna yeah. walk up to the front desk. Uh, hi, excuse me. As she looks up, as she looks up, looks back to her newspaper, then looks up again, like clearly seeing that you're in a superhero gear. And so, uh, hi. And she's gonna, uh, Evelyn's gonna bring up the, her like torch business card and just put it on the counter. Hi, um, I have a kind of an odd question. I was wondering uh, if you had any patrons here who were out late last night. Um, like yeah, really? I, I do remember one. I remember hearing some noises about uh, four o'clock in the morning. I did see one guy come back in pretty late, I guess. Sounds about right. Do you know which room he'd be in? Um, yeah, room, uh, yeah, B13 on the upper floor. Thanks very much. And Evelyn's uh -huh. gonna, she, uh, she's gonna, like, rush up there and also text the team outside. Uh, okay. Okay, and she's gonna get to the door and just knock. Okay, so you knock. Uh, there's about a moment that passes by. You wait. The door opens just uh, just, just a little bit. And the fellow that you can see behind the door, you've seen the photos, you've seen the videotapes. It looks like you are faced with uh, Dr. Joseph Thresher. Um, he seems to be dressed pretty casually, like uh, jeans, t-shirt, and a jacket. Um, he's wearing sunglasses, interestingly enough, because it's not a very bright or sunny day. It's kind of overcast, if anything, but, um, yeah, you don't see his eyes. Uh, his, you know, um, braided, dreadlocked hair is pulled back into kind of a, you know, a bun at the back. So, yeah, uh, uh, when I see the pelicanetic push into the room, like, Jean's gonna kind of follow in behind her. Okay, yeah, she's just gonna get right up in Dr. Thresher's face and say, Hey, buddy, listen, 
I've had a really rough night and you've been a real pain in my ass for the past few days. The cops are going to be here in about five minutes. If you don't want to end up with them, you're going to come with me. And so, and he's just like, he is not moving. The two of you are practically nose to nose. And with one slow hand, he reaches up, takes off his sunglasses, and you're looking into a pair of slit pupils. And he just slowly bears his teeth that are razor sharp. And he just says, who the hell are you and why do you know I'm here? Well, you weren't really subtle about it, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, uh, she's gonna, Evelyn's just gonna like, you know, point behind her like, come on, you don't want to tussle with us. I'm on your side here. So, and so, and he's watching you. And how the hell can you prove that? Okay, your name is Dr. Joseph Thresher. You're an ichthyologist from the University of Cape Town, South Africa. You're here ostensibly to help Dr. Fisher, King Fisher, with some research from the University of Pacific City. You've been missing. Uh, nobody knows where you are since you left Cape Town five days ago, or more than that. You arrived five days late uh, after your original flight date at Pacific City International Airport. I found you by scrubbing uh, security camera footage last night. Never mind. Look, I'm a friend, or at least a friend of a friend. I am having some, uh, I have a lot of questions, and I think you can help me answer them. And I know that you're in a bit of a tight spot. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So things are going to get a, a lot tighter once the cops get here. Believe you me, they're going to be a lot pushier and a lot less friendly than I am. And as you say this, I will say that way off in the distance, you can hear the beginnings of police sirens. And he looks up over your shoulder at that, past you, then back to you. So, And he uh, turns around, goes back into the room, and begins grabbing some things and putting them, like, into a backpack. And uh, he just turns back to you. Um, anybody could have done that kind of research, but um, for all I know, you could be one of Fisher's goons uh, coming after me to tie up some of his loose ends. Fisher's goons? I, I don't know. The fact... The fact of the matter is, he when he decided to use me as a guinea pig, I decided I could no longer trust him. Okay, at that, Evelyn's, like, whole body tenses. Okay, all right. Um, you know what? Uh, forget about packing. She's gonna run over and open the window and grab Dr. Thresher and just, like, hoist him out and fly, <laughs> start flying away. And, um, so you grab him and pull him out. Thresher is, like, he, you've hoisted him up beneath his armpits and he's, uh, looking up at you with a shocked expression on his face. Yeah, listen, I know this is inconvenient, but, um, don't look back. So... I don't, um, <clears throat> I don't think we have much of a choice. Looks like your friends are in trouble. Oh, God. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's no, gonna angle... No, I'm gonna get on the communicator and be like, is Thresher, like, clear? Like, can you guys get out of here? I'm gonna set us down on a nearby, uh, rooftop here. Um... Dr. Thresher looks up at you, and he says, Um, I think we need to help your friends out. Let me go. What? No, listen. They're tough. Uh, they can handle this now, and I really don't feel like taking the risk of letting them get their hands on you. And he he just gives you a bit of a smirk. Don't worry. I can take care of myself. Don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Scary eyes, big teeth. I see him. Uh, listen. <laughs> I can do more than that. Why don't we just watch and see what happens? Uh, you see the big robot over there? She's resourceful. She's got a lot of power. Um, uh, and not just a big the, statue. Yeah, a big statue. And not just the superpower kind. Uh, if anyone can get us out of this, it's her. All right. Well, tell you what. I'll meet up with you uh, in a little while from now. Why don't you tell me a place where I can meet you in a time? Okay. Um, what was the name of that bar? Uh, that it, was it's the bar with no name. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, bar with no name. Um, such and um, such location. You'll see a red light. That's how you know where it is. Yes. Uh, let's say um, two and a half hours from now. Uh, hmm. Okay. How about I set you down in this alleyway over here? Your friends are in trouble. Go help them out. I, like I said, I can get there on my own. Okay. Um, well, uh, here's my phone number. Mm, he in takes it. Uh, thanks. And so with that, he, um, 
he's takes a couple things out of his pocket. He puts on what appear to be like a set of pitch black goggles that go over his eyes and a bandana that he wraps around the lower half of his face. And this bandana is blood red and there are markings across the front as though like a pair of, like a set of shark fangs basically. So yeah, no, that that's great. Way to make yourself uh, even less conspicuous. Perfect. <laughs> um, Can Bowser Jr. over here running around? <laughs> And with that, he brings a hand up, and suddenly there is a, a surge of energy from behind him. Something that you know very well, Pelicanetic, as he manifests a spectral hammerhead shark that appears directly behind him, and he leaps up and jumps onto its back as it is swimming in midair as if it were water. All right, so you got the bird force and the shark force. Oh, well, um, huh. <laughs> Looks like we've got some things to talk about after all. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. This day's already weird enough. Why not? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Later then. And so with that, the shark just turns around and begins swimming off like maybe, um, you know, 70 feet uh, over, you know, the streets below as, yeah, soon enough he is gone gonna um kind of shake her head and then fly back down to where everyone else is i think this is a good spot to uh, end tonight's session so uh thank you listeners for joining us once again and we will see you in the next installment of heroes of pacific city all right fun times at the sleep easy motel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. poor guy working at the front desk or poor lady <laughs> yep hey everyone thanks for listening you can find us on tumblr at listen to these or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.